This podcast is not safe for work and will feature movie spoilers. It will feature scenes described of a graphic nature. It will contain language which most listeners may find offensive. Welcome to the podcast Under the Stairs. Hi everyone and welcome to the podcast Under the Stairs. This is your Sunday 88 Films Italian Collection series of reviews. I'm your host Duncan McLeish. Welcome to the show. Up on this episode we turn our attention to disc number 56 in the collection. It is one of the lesser known Umberto Lenzi early giallos, kind of proto-giallo if you will, in a little movie called Paranoia from 1969. We will be looking at that movie after the first break. Before we get to that, as always, let's recap. It has been a very, very, very busy week under the stairs, kicking off on Monday when we dropped 2007 as part of our summer Teapot's Top 10 series. Then on Thursday, you got a very special review of a brand new upcoming movie about to be released in the UK this coming Friday called Becky. And then on Saturday, we continued the double bill of the summer series, dropping the 2008 episode for all y'all out there to check out. And obviously, Sunday is your 88 Films Italian Collection review. Next week, we are kicking off things proper and strong. Four planned episodes next week, kicking off on Monday, which is tomorrow, with the final review episode so to speak the final year in the decade for the summer series as we turn our attention to 2009 Thursday is movie club time where you guys are submitting in your listener reviews you have until Wednesday to get JD's revenge in for consideration on that episode on Saturday you're getting a bonus review of a brand new horror title coming to the UK I ain't saying no more until that episode drops and then on Sunday, 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 continuing to look at 88 Films Slasher Classic series. And then the following week, which is the last week in September, the Monday, Tuesday and Wednesday, you're getting back-to-back Rimtable episodes, three in a row, before we finally hit Bazaween, Thursday the 1st of October, kicking off the first five planned episodes, doing a little bit of The Zodiac as Baz gets serial. So there you go, that is what is on the cards for you. As always, the Teapots Collective has taken a back seat, unfortunately, to a bit of this summer series stuff. So stuff is slightly delayed in getting out. I swear, fucking October will even itself out for sure. But um, as of this episode dropping, we have put out the final episode in Opera Omnia. Um, as of the next week coming, you will get... Essentially, the next episode of Opera Omnia kicking off at season two, you're going to get Where to Begin with Jallo and Chronicles, so tons of stuff there. A little bit of Doing the Nasty will trip over into early October and then make up ground at the end. So, we'll be on track then. That makes me very happy. I hate putting out stuff a little bit later than expected, but it is all for the greater good, ladies and gentlemen. The greater good. So, there we go. 
Right, so let's get fucking into this, shall we? It's time to get all jowy, which means a happy Duncan, and a barrel Lindsay, which means an extra happy Duncan. We are going to be talking about his 1969 movie, Paranoia, right after this. Hey, feeling down? Feeling low? Not enough podcasts about movies in your life? Why not try? They must be destroyed on sight! The new podcast cure-all, sure to get you right with the world and on a path to better living. We have exploitation, we have Italian horror, we have zombies, we have slashers, we have crime films, we have spaghetti westerns, we even have sci-fi and sex comedies. So take a dose of... They must be destroyed on sight! As needed, and let the hosts, Lee Russell, Daniel Harper, Paul Romali, and the odd guest host, cure what ails you. Warning, may cause atrophy. African consumption, black fever, bone shave, chin puff, colic, cramp colic, dropsy of the brain, elephantitis, grocer's itch, jaundice, mania, miasma, mortification, palsy, pox disease, rheumatism, scurvy, St. Anthony's fire, summer complaint, and worm fit in some people. Consult a physician before listening. Just heard the trailer for Paranoia. This movie came out in 1969. Um, and this is one I'd never even heard of before. So this is directed by Umberto Lenzi. So this is one of his early kind of... I'm loath to use the word giallo here. Unfortunately, that is how it's getting lumped in. And we'll get to that in a second. Um, the information on the 88 Films website says... Double crosses, murder and madness. Such things are the hallmarks of giallo and paranoia is a fine example of the form. Carol Baker, a baby doll in orgasmo, is Helen, a race car driver whose life has hit the skids. She's invited to spend the weekend with her ex-husband Maurice, played by the dreamy Jean Sorel of Bella de Jour, short night of glass dolls and his wife Constance, played by Anna Proclamer of Journey to Italy and uh, Illustrious Corpses. Constance wants the feckless Maurice dead, and she'd like Helen to help. A plan is drawn up, 
but things never go so simple in the twisted world of the giallo. Directed by genre kingpin Umberto Lenzi of Eyeball and Spasmo fame, 88 Films are proud to present the UK Blu-ray premiere of this true exploitation classic. Special features on the disc are a limited limited edition soft touch slipcase, which I think is still available, limited edition booklet notes by Jallo expert Rachel Nisbet, a new 2K remaster from the original 35mm negatives and 235-1 aspect ratio, a remastered uncompressed English audio, the remastered uncompressed Italian audio with newly translated subtitles, an audio commentary by genre expert Troy Holworth, Imperfect Crime, the interview with director the late great Umberto Lenzi, alternate opening titles, alternate clothed scenes and reversible sleeve with Italian poster. Uh, the technical specs, this is region unlocked so it can be available on A, B and C. Uh, the audio is DTS, HD, MA, Dual Mono, picture format is HD, 1080p, 2.35.1. The runtime is 1 hour and 34 minutes. The language is English and Italian with English subtitles. So, what was really interesting about this movie to me is, yes, it is, I mean, it's the forebearer to the giallo for sure, but it's more the crime mystery that a lot of people see when they think of the early, early days of giallo. And when you're looking at this movie, for example, it was difficult not to think of the Filchi movie Perversion Story, which came out the same year, which, once again, is kind of classed as a giallo, but really is more the kind of murder mystery that we've seen kind of done time and time again in the genre. But with these earlier movies, they really do play out like crime novels. It's usually the husband or the wife trying to fuck over the other uh, and using an elaborate scheme which they hope that they won't get foiled with. I mean, this is, uh, for all intents and purposes, about two steps away from being an episode of Columbo, but with better cinematography and much sexier actors and, to be honest, uh, some nudity in here, which did my heart good to see on the screen. Um, I had a lot of time for paranoia, like a lot of time. I think it does a whole hell of a lot of things right for me within the the oeuvre that it represents. I think you have phenomenal cast in here. I love watching any movie with Carol Baker. I think she's an incredible on-screen presence. Very captivating leading lady. It's difficult to be able to take your eyes off her if you know what I mean and there's plenty of her in show in this movie um, but Jean Sorel is a phenomenally brilliant actor who appears every now and again in these roles where for the most part the kind of most operandi of his character is to stand there and look fucking dreamy which he does very easily uh, in the case of this one he is a fairly reprehensible fucking dude and what I love about it is, I imagine at a time maybe less predictable than it feels now, but this was a kind of, we'll do this double cross, double cross, double cross sort of scenario. And the movie ends in such a way where I thought, ah, oh, well, that's kind of interesting. You've taken the old, the villain's win sort of tact, and then in the very final shots, there's a, but maybe... 
And I love that because when the credits go, I'm like, all oh, right, I know what's going to happen. You thought you, you almost got away with it. And then the Columbo-esque ending sprung in where he, he worked at things at the last minute and now you're, you're fucking doomed. And I thought that, I thought that worked really well. I love the, I mean, this is the old international flavour, uh, and verve of something like the, what essentially would be the the Jallo proper set, what one year on with Bird with the Crystal Plumage, you have exotic lifestyles and locations. Everyone's dreamy. The fashion is on point. I love the idea of this being about a race car driver as well, specifically a female race car driver. I just love the dynamic of that, uh, and the plotting and scheming to get rid of Maurice is is very fun in this, and the way it takes a turn. And the uh, eventual paranoia of our characters, see where we're going with this, I think works to its benefit. Like a lot of these movies, kind of, maybe not something like Blood and Black Lace, which definitely does have a, a high body count. The kind of movies that come after it that are more the kind of crime movies with all the mystique and mystery which you know like I said before ultimately do become the Jalla proper after Argento kind of tears the book up and rewrites it um, the body count is very very low and even the the kind of malicious stabbing death in this one is handled in such a way where it's not too gratuitous at all so if you are someone that's coming to Jalla as in how everyone seems to know it kind of post-crystal plumage, this movie is going to seem very fucking tame to you. It's going to feel almost TV movie-esque by today's standards, but there's a charm that works with it. Like I say, cinematography is absolutely beautiful. Acting is great. Um, Plot, nothing remarkable, but I I like the way it twists and turns anyway. That gives me enough to to keep me kind of excited during the viewing. Um, And then... You know, it ends in a kind of satisfying twist and turny sort of way, which once again makes me kind of happy. So, as a as a movie to discuss in here, there really isn't that much to get into. This is about as paint-by-numbers a movie you can get, but Umberto Lenzi directs the shit out of it. It really, really has a powerful, strong eye uh, and attention to to what Lindsay wants to make sure that you guys are picking up. He knows how to let every scene kind of drink into the audience's eyes. Um, and there's just a little bit of that sleaziness in there with some of the nudity on display, which is kind of trademark Lindsay, which, you know, it's great to see even back then he was doing it. It doesn't have near the schlock and edge of later Lindsay. This one is playing far more dim the middle to a mainstream audience appeal and I imagine it probably was a quite successful movie. It seems to be one of those ones which is lesser known on the, you know, with the the circles of people that need to know and that I had never heard of it before and I'm not saying I am the need to know but, you know, like I have a a, a good grasp and working knowledge of Jalo titles and Paranoia was one that I had never come across before. Uh, I know it has about two or three different names as well. I know that having Troy on the group page who does a commentary on here Troy had been back and forth about you know some of the misnames of some of the titles uh, released in this bracket that it did specifically I think um, if it wasn't Paranoia it was maybe Macab um, so there's a lot of that flying around so you never know with these I may have heard it under a different name for sure, even Perversion Story that I mentioned earlier on by Fulci has a different name. I think it has about two or three different names, depending on 
who is dealing with it, uh, what territory it came out. But yeah, there's really nothing else I can say about this. I love the score, love the cinematography. Story's a bit fucking pedestrian, but the acting's great. I mean, if ever there was a 3.5 star movie, Paranoia fits that bill for sure. It's great to have it in the collection. I'm very much looking forward to checking it. Probably in tandem with Perversion Story. That's all I could think about when I was watching it. It's how, how there are elements here about the kind of spousal revenge and, and stuff that felt like that was just a thing this year. Uh, and the fact that you have Lindsay and Fulci who would go off and have wildly different careers that basically became all about shock and entertainment. Uh, it kind of feels cool that both of these guys were doing these sort of movies in 69. Shows the diversity for sure. Uh, but yeah, 3.5 for Paranoia. I'm going to take my final break. When I come back, I'm closing out the show and I'm doing it right after this. You're listening to the podcast Under the Stairs. And you've been listening to the podcast Under the Stairs. This has been your Sunday 88 Films Italian Collection series of reviews where we're looking at this 56, a little bit of paranoia. We are continuing on the Lindsay love in three weeks' time as we look at this 57. Uh, this movie here, another one I've never seen before, it's Brothers Till We Die. The 88 Films website says, Before he became king of the cannibal movie, Umberto Lenzi of Cannibal Ferox and Eaten Alive fame specialised in another sort of savagery. Brothers Till We Die is a hard-as-nail crime flick with the very great Thomas Milan of Syndicate Sadis and Django Kill doing double duty as lookalike brothers. Il Gobo, The Hunchback and Ermoneza, both of them up to no good. A robbery is planned but the boys are betrayed and you better believe that revenge is on the way, served up as only Lindsay can. A follow up to Lindsay's earlier Rome armed to the teeth, Brothers Till We Die is one of the best of the politici style or police procedural which is easier to pronounce, Uh, the tough Italian movies that gave us Clint Eastwood, um, the, the the sort of action movies that gave Clint Eastwood a run for his money in the 70s. 88 Films are proud to present this UK Blu-ray premiere of a ruthless classic. Um, this one comes with the limited edition book notes by Italian cinema expert Francesco Massianzi. Um, that is only limited though, so I would imagine that's the first print. HD transfer of the original a 235 one aspect ratio, a remastered uncompressed English audio, a remastered uncompressed Italian audio with newly translated subtitles, an audio commentary by genre expert Troy Holworth and webmaster of Mondo Digital Nathaniel Thompson, Heart of Rome, an interview with composer Antonello Vendetti, a master of funk, an interview with composer Franco Mizianzi. Uh, introduction by Mike Malloy of director of Eurocrime. Uh, reversible sleeve with Italian poster. Uh, this is also region unlocked, so available in A, B, and C regions. Audio format is LPCM Joe Mono. Picture format HD 1080p 235.1. Runtime is one hour and 38 minutes. And a language is English and Italian, with subtitles being English. And that is where we will be, ladies and gents, 
in three weeks' time. Very much looking forward to this. I, I love the police procedurals, and I can't wait to see what Wednesday does with them again. So yeah, that's that, that's a much uh, anticipated movie for sure. There's a multitude of ways to check out what we're doing under the stairs. Whenever you're listening to me right now, make sure you hit subscribe. That way you never miss any content coming out from the show. While you're at it, why not jump across? You know you want to jump across and subscribe to the Teapots Collective as well. You get all the episodes of all the shows out there. With both those feeds, you get access to the entire back catalogue of both shows so why not do that? You get access to everything at the touch of a button straight away and they can jump around to your heart's content. Visit our website, teapotscast.com. Visit our merch page, teapotscast.bigcartel.com. You can join us on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash teapotscast. You can check out the Teapots Collective on Facebook by going to facebook.com forward slash teapotscast. You can check us out on the Flick Chat app if you want. I'm not really using it much anymore, so I'm probably going to stop um, pushing it to be fair and to be honest I might be closing it down soon anyway uh, no one really jumps over and to be honest the last couple of things I put up um, you know it's it, it's it's been good for what it was but as a medium uh, people aren't really prepared to jump away from Facebook so I'm more inclined to just use Facebook and take one less social media thing off so if that picks up over the next couple of weeks I might keep it for a while but to be honest it's probably going to get decommissioned real soon so I'm going to stop advertising that as much however what will never be decommissioned is the twin prongs of social media sexiness Instagram and Twitter both can be followed at teaputscast Ladies and gents, the podcast under the stairs returns for you tomorrow with another epic episode, this time closing out the final year in the decade known as the 2000s as part of the Summer Teapots Top 10 series. We'll be looking at 2009 tomorrow, and until then, wherever you are, whatever the time zone is and whatever you're up to in this big bad world of ours, please take care of yourselves out there. This is Duncan Cleese broadcasting live from under the stairs, and I am signing off.